Hello viewers, and thank you for joining us for episode 18 of Engine's Tech Talk Sprint Series, where we hear from cutting-edge fintech firms about the challenges facing the industry and discuss the tech that can assist in addressing them. My name is Henry Bewley, and I'm Membership Support Trainee for Engine and the Investment Association. Today's Engine Tech Talks session is titled The Fixed Income Consolidated Tape, Status and What Will 2022 Bring? I'm delighted to be joined by Chris Murphy, who's the CEO of Edify. Chris will be answering four key questions to provide insights on the benefits of and the debate around consolidated tape and how the buy side can play a role in shaping consolidated tape that meets their needs. As always, this slide outlines the session outcomes for today, along with a brief overview of Edify. I'd ask, I'd welcome even viewers to pause and read through the information, but for the sake of time, I'll move straight onto the questions. So Chris, the first question I have for you is until now, proposals to operate a consolidated tape have not been forthcoming as anticipated under MIFID 2. Why do you think this has been the case and what has changed? Sure, well, uh, Henry, thanks for very much for having me and uh, giving me this opportunity uh, to speak to your, your, your members about consolidated tape. So I, I guess, firstly, you know, we've been um, working with the uh, transparency data now for some four years. Um, after the advent of uh, MIFID 2 in 2018, um, all of the uh, post-trade data was made public um, and was made public uh, um, uh, and freely available after 15 minutes, so um, after a delay of 15 minutes. Um, and so, you know, it was envisaged under the uh, under the regulation that a regulated uh, CTP or many CTPs, consolidated tape providers, would emerge in order to consolidate that data and make it commercially available to, to, to end users. Uh, and the main reasons why that hasn't happened is, uh, you know, firstly, one around the fact that um, it, it, there was a requirement if you wanted to become a consolidated tape provider, you needed to, to reach a certain hurdle of coverage. So in fixed income, that was 80 percent. In equities, that was 100 uh, percent. And so it put the onus on, um, on the, uh, any potential consolidated tape provider to go out and commercially acquire that data. Now, the cost of acquiring that set a very, very high uh, commercial hurdle for any uh, consolidator to emerge. Uh, and so, um, you know, that coupled with uh, on, on, the, um, on the fixed income side, where there are lots of deferrals, uh, there was also a requirement for any consolidated tape provider to provide the data free of charge after 15 minutes in machine readable format. Uh, and, and so, you know, given so much of the, the fixed income uh, tape is subject to deferral, uh, it was felt by us and by other potential providers that we just couldn't make that commercially uh, work, where, whereby we would ha be having to, to, to um, buy data for, you know, tens of millions of dollars, uh, have all the costs of, um, of consolidating that data, and then have a, a very, very uncertain commercial uh, um, uh, outcome. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chris. I'll move straight on to our second question, which is how do you compare the debate and requirements for a CT for fixed income versus equities? Yeah, so look, I think that there's a lot of debate in the uh, in the market around um, the equity tape. Uh, and there's quite a lot of consternation in the market around uh, whether it's indeed viable. Uh, I think most um, industry participants think that both a pre-trade tape uh, and a post-trade tape um, are necessary. Um, 
you know, you have a very, very different market structure in equities where, you know, as we know, there are far fewer instruments. Most of those instruments trade on a uh, on a lit exchange of some sort, a primary exchange. Um, and, you know, there's already, you know, to some degree, um, you know, reasonably good transparency there. Um, and that market is much more latency sensitive. So people are very, very interested in consuming that data uh, in sub um, you know, sub uh, millisecond um, uh, latency. Um, and they also feel as though a consolidated pre-trade tape is very, very important. In, in fixed income, uh, the nature of the market is very different. We've got many more instruments uh, in most of the market um, because of the liquidity um, characteristics. Liquidity is, is, is episodic. Uh, and so, you know, there is less of a concern in the fixed income uh, market around having a low latency consolidated tape. Uh, and there's there's much more of a gap in terms of transparency in, in the market because you know we don't um, in in most circumstances we don't have a primary exchange where um, uh, a fixed income instrument is listed. So I think you know those two things mean that the solution potentially for the fixed income tape is very very different to the equity tape, and it also means that um, you know potentially there are fewer barriers to having a uh, a fixed income tape emerge, um, uh, and the equities tape may take longer. And for a bunch of commercial and political reasons, uh, the the equity tape itself seems to be a bit more problematic. So, you know, we're pushing ahead with uh, a proposal on the fixed income tape, and we think that um, you know that is readily available uh, or readily deliverable rather uh, once the uh, EU Commission work through their proposed legislative changes. Um, and we will also, in due course, look at other tapes, so whether it's uh, derivatives, uh, the ETF tape, and, and also potentially the, uh, the equity tape as well. Okay, thank you for that answer, Chris. Our third question we have for you is, how can the buy side best inform discussion on the consolidated tape and have an influence over its eventual formation and shape? Sure. So I think, um, you know, the... The buy side should really be uh, engaging on this topic very, very actively, I think, for, for a number of reasons. Firstly, you know, we think it is um, a, a fantastic opportunity for the industry to actually get true transparency on the full extent of the, uh, the, the market. Um, and, you know, we've had a similar sort of transparency in the equity markets and, and in the fixed income markets in the U.S. for some time. Uh, and that has been sorely lacking uh, across Europe. So, you know, we think that uh, there are many, many benefits to the buy side around, um, you know, uh, ensuring best execution, uh, understanding liquidity characteristics on a uh, overall market and on an instru instrument level basis. Um, you know, there are there are a bunch of other um, things that one can do with it, with the data around evaluated pricing. Uh, so all of these uh, th these things, uh, you know, we think allow investment managers to make better investment decisions and also to uh, to execute their business in in a, a, a much more efficient way. Um, and I think you know the other the other way that the, the buy side should really be um, influencing this debate is around what they believe uh, the construct of a, a consolidated tape should be, not just from uh, what it sh what sh what it should provide but what the governance of the, uh, the tape should be. So should it be uh, a not-for-profit utility, which is our model, and we very much believe that this core market data should be out there 
at a at a, um, um, a a very very low and reasonable cost, so that we get the full extent of market participants uh, being able to use the data. Um, or do they uh, feel comfortable that um, you know it's going to be provided by uh, one of the uh, the incumbent players who um, you know perhaps have different motivations and objectives in terms of the uh, the commercial aspect of the tape. Okay, fantastic. Thank you for that. And that brings us on to our final question of the episode for you, which is what concerns exist with regard to a fixed income consolidated tape amongst the participants in your initiative and how might these issues be addressed and ultimately overcome? Um, well, uh, you know, at this juncture, we still, uh, whilst we have uh, a proposal from the European Commission, uh, which we think uh, makes the fixed income tape viable, uh, uh, and we still think there are some problems with the uh, proposal from an equity perspective, um, we still don't have that pass-through legislation. So I think, um, you know, what uh, would be helpful for uh, the legislators is that they want to uh, have a high degree of confidence that what is in the legislation is what the market wants uh, and, and is implementable. So uh, I, I think sharing, um, you know, if the buy sides start to share an opinion as to what they want and whether some of the current uh, proposals, uh, commercial proposals, whether it's ours or indeed uh, others, whether that um, is indeed what um, will satisfy their demand for the tape. Uh, I think that goes a long way to giving the uh, legislative uh, process confidence that they're on the right track. Um, and I think, you know, the other big aspect of the, uh, the fixed income tape is that, um, uh, you know, we have an industry-wide discussion right now around what the appropriate uh, deferral regime should be for a fixed income tape. Obviously, you know, we shouldn't be uh, looking at this uh, in terms of transparency for transparency's sake. Um, this, uh, the consolidated tape, is only going to be beneficial if it helps to improve overall liquidity characteristics within uh, the market. Um, and so we need to have, um, you know, a, an appropriate calibration of the uh, the deferral regime so that we balance the, um, you know, the, the benefits of having uh, greater uh, visibility across what's trading in the market but not, you know, we, we also need to recognize that uh, certainly in fixed income, uh, this is still principally a, a, a dealer-driven model. Uh, and, um, you know, for those that are providing liquidity into this, um, into this market, uh, you know, we need to make sure that they are adequately protected. Uh, and so that calibration uh, needs to be, uh, needs to be uh, carefully thought through. Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, and just before I do uh, the wrap up, as that was our last question, um, why don't you tell us more about this uh, event that Edify has coming up? Sure. So, um, you know, we, we're at the stage now where we obviously have uh, the Europeans um, uh, very actively taking their uh, proposal through, uh, through Parliament. Um, and we also have, you know, with the Wholesale Markets Review in the UK, we have the UK also talking about the importance of uh, a consolidated tape for the UK market, specifically uh, focused on fixed income in the, in the first instance. Uh, so to that end, we have Tillman Luder, uh, who was leading the, uh, the, uh, the work at the EU Commission, and Fabio Braga, who was, um, is uh, uh, um, leading the topic at the, uh, the FCA, uh, presenting on a, uh, a conference on the 16th of May, 
Um, uh, we're hosting them both in London as well as other um, industry experts uh, who will be on the panel. And again, you know, this is a, a call to arms, a call to action uh, for for all uh, market participants to uh, you know to join us at that event and, and debate the remaining issues, uh, so that we can finally deliver on the uh, the promise of uh, having transparency and and uh, a tape in uh, in Europe and the UK. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, that brings us to the end of the session. You've covered a lot of ground there, Chris. So um, thank you for the wide insights that you've provided. Uh, just a few concluding points for me to cover off. Uh, if anyone watching has a question they'd like to ask Chris, or if you want more information about Edify and their offerings, please contact them via the email address on the current slide or visit their website, which is also being displayed. Um, more information on the, uh, the upcoming event will be coming out on Engine socials as well, so keep an eye on there, and Edifice, of course. Uh, it's been great speaking with you, Chris, and thank you for taking the time to participate. We look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks, Henry. All the best. Thank you for listening to this Tech Talk Sprint podcast from Engine. Engine is the Investment Association's fintech hub, serving the investment management sector, the only buy-side-focused hub of its kind globally. For more information about Engine or any of our fintech solution providers, please visit theiaengine.com, where you will also find all of these interviews in video form. Finally, don't forget to make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and follow at IAEngine on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn and TikTok.